It's the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. Dudes talking news, sports, and God. Jeremiah Johnson. It's solo again. Hey, we're going to try something new. Hit you up with some more smaller, shorter episodes from time to time so that we can stay more connected with you, our audience, the Modern Christian Dudes. So uh, anyway, here we go. Let's break it down. And there's always... You know, when we do an episode just once a week, we've bypassed and moved beyond so many stories that I think are kind of fun to pay attention to. And so we want to keep all the modern Christian dudes abreast to what's happening in the world. So there we go. Uh, what do you guys think so far of this? I, and got the beanie out today. You guys can see got, got got the beanie. It's beanie weather in southwest Missouri. What do you guys think of this whole Travis Kelsey thing so far? Taylor Swift dominating the NFL the, the, the biggest storyline in the NFL thus far, Travis Kelsey in Taylor Swift. And I don't know. I mean, here we're, we're in the Red Kingdom, uh, Kansas City Chiefs area where I'm at. And I, it's, it's up for debate right now because I think everyone is opposed to it at first. But now, you know, every game she's been at, they've won. And the game she missed the other day, they lost. So um, we're struggling now as, as cheese fans. What do we do with this whole relationship? Anyway, I found an article today that says Travis Kelsey filed five new trademark requests. Here's what they are. Uh, this is on Twitter or X. Travis Kelsey has filed five new trademarks. Number one, Travis Kelsey. Two, kill Trav. Kill a Trav. Kill a Trav. Number three, all right, nah. Number four, flight 87. And five, Kelsey's crunch. So there you go. Taking that, uh, doing that, because I'm sure his net worth is the the one good thing about uh, dating Taylor Swift is I'm sure the the net worth is increasing by the day exponentially. So he's got a, he himself, just as I'm sure she will profit in the end from this relationship. So will one Travis Kelsey. So anyway, it says the filings claim that Taylor's boyfriend will use the trademarks to offer pins, posters bobbleheads, clothing, and even a cereal. Now, the cereal um, is interesting because I've had Mahomes Magic Crunch and Kelsey's Crunch. And basically what that is, is there's a food chain called Hy-Vee, which is, I think, kind of more Midwest-ish if you're listening. And anyway, uh, for a couple years, they had Mahomes Magic Crunch, which I bought some boxes of that for my buddy Greg Walden, and then uh, also bought the Kelsey's Crunch. So it looks like you're still gonna be. They're still gonna be working the Kelsey's crunch here a little bit. So Travis Kelsey, shout out to you. If nothing else, uh, I'm sure the both of you are capitalizing greatly over um, this relationship. So there you go. Uh, pluses and minuses. Everyone is uh, predicting though that there will be there will be a Kelsey breakup song at some point someday. All right, moving on to another one. I do like this podcast. If you're a big podcast person. Love to get shout out to other um, great podcasts. It's artofmanliness.com. It's a pretty good uh, podcast. <clears throat> I don't exclusively listen to every episode, but they do have a website as well. And so check that one, Art of Manliness, if you're looking for a manly podcast. But they have some pretty hilarious articles here on their website. Uh, one is Skill of the Week, Survive Inside a Plummeting Elevator. I've never uh, met, no, I have. I've met one person it was just second floor to first floor. That was in a plummeting elevator that, that fell. <laughs> I've never experienced that. I hope to never experience a plump being in a plummeting elevator. You see it on the movies. You've seen it on the shows. So what do you do? What do you do if you're in a plummeting elevator? Well, they have an article for that. Check it out of artofmanliness.com. Of and here's what you do. Number one, if 
how to survive inside a plummeting elevator. I'm sure you know there's a limit to the, the amount of floors that you could survive, but number one, if there's a handrail, use it to hold yourself against the wall, keeping your knees bent to help absorb the impact, okay? That's the number one. Number two, if there's no handrail, which this one doesn't sound near as like, uh, I don't know if I'm run into this one. If there's no handrail, lie on the floor of the elevator on your back, uh, your head and your face with your arms spreading out on the ground will help minimize the impact force of any one part of your body. So that does make sense, but I would feel like if I'm just laying back on the floor of an elevator as it's plummeting, I would feel like that's like the worst. I'm going to get die. <laughs> so anyway, number three, once the elevator has stopped, so that's your two options. It's all the only options they give you. But number three, once the elevator has stopped, use the emergency call button or bang on the door and shout to try to contact help. Okay. Yes. That one obvious. Number four, if you're stuck, look for a thin piece of metal to, tr- to pry open the door and escape. Don't try to climb out of the top of the elevator where electrical equipment puts you at risk of getting electrocuted. That's good information because I think I would be the person that I would I would try to climb out the top. How about you guys there? So hopefully none of us experience a plummeting elevator, but I guess it is possible. So number one, grab hold of that handrail, uh, spread out your feet or uh, lay on the ground and um, disperse the crunch, the the, the uh, impact uh, onto your body. Spread it out, spread out the impact. So there you go, guys. All right, uh, moving on. I'm going to touch on this here in just a reason for the episode anyways, is there just came out a new podcast episode with Joe Rogan, Elon Musk. Again, Joe Rogan, I don't listen to him exclusively because, you know, language, things of that nature, but he interviewed Elon Musk. So I had to check out at least part of that, didn't listen to the whole thing, but I want to say this, Elon Musk is fascinating. Absolutely. That, that is a guy. Now I know he's not this, this adamant follower of Jesus Christ, but I would let that guy run the world or the uh, United States of America or whatever. I just, when you listen to him, it's just like, yes, I get it. And I agree with what he's saying. I listen to Zuckerberg. I listen to Jeff Bezos. I'm just start getting like uh, disconnect. Okay. Not that I don't dislike them. And there's some cool things about what they're doing, creating their companies, but Musk is is dialed in. I am with that guy all the way. Anyway, the Cybertruck, which uh, some of you know, I haven't talked about much lately because there hasn't been a lot of news. We had the Cybertruck, you know, that we're getting all hyped up about, and now it's just been waiting for production. But uh, in the interview, but in this article as well, it says Musk says Tesla aims to make 200,000 Cybertrucks a year. Tesla is aiming to make 200,000 units of its electric pickup truck, Cybertruck, per year. Chief Executive Officer Elon Musk said on Tuesday, the company had early said that Tesla had the capacity to make more than 125,000 Cybertrucks annually, with Musk adding there was potential to lift it to 250,000 in 2025. The deliveries of the much-awaited pickup truck will begin on November 30th, nearly four years after it was unveiled by Musk at an event in Los Angeles. So, wow, it has been four years since that was first unveiled. So yes, we're all getting anxious and ready to go. I will not be able to probably afford one because I'm a debt-free guy. So I'd have to come up with like 50, 60,000 bucks quick or something like that. Uh, some sponsors, but maybe, maybe it's possible. So there you go. And the other thing that was interesting out of his interview, which I will bring up, I made some notes here of what I found to be interesting was number one, Joe Rogan talked to him about Twitter, and that was truly fascinating because now you guys know some people aren't happy about this. Elon is now the owner of Twitter and has also changed 
the name uh, to X. But what's fascinating about that is he said when he came in there, Twitter was a tool of the government. It was amazing how uh, corrupt a censorship um, that Google was basically a weaponized tool of the the liberal government. And um, just, you know, so a lot of people have had beef with him. But he said, you know, they were so far left that, you know, even being moderate or center, that's what they said. Well, now it's just he's all for the right or, you know, leaning right. He's like, no, it was a liberal weaponized government tool of the government to uh, promote their agenda. So super scary, which gives us pause to really consider social uh, social media and what we're listening to on the news today. So Elon, you know, came in and changed that and said, hey, this, this is not happening more. So again... Uh, to my right-wing conservative friends, of which I would, you know, identify as such, we got to show some love to Elon Musk because he is the dude's awesome. I mean, in, in terms of what he's uh, saying and what he did there. So, uh, secondly, the the Cybertruck is going to be epic. I mean, the the one thing that was interesting about the Cybertruck in the podcast, they paused the podcast because Joe Rogan wanted to shoot one of his his most strongest, uh, powerful bows and arrow into the Cybertruck to see if it would deflect it. And it did. It totally destroyed the tip of the arrow and the arrow. And then as well, Elon Musk said there, there's the upcoming video where they're shooting Tommy gun nine millimeters into the Cybertruck and it does not penetrate the car. So the Cybertruck is going to be epic. I mean, listening to Elon talk about the Cybertruck, I, my, my, my excitement had waned just a little bit. I got to be honest. And I hadn't been thinking about it much, but now like I, you know, I can't say dreamed of the Cybertruck last night, but I'm super hyped up. So uh, next year, pastor's appreciation. There you go, Cybertruck. Um, then the other one was he really went on this rant for quite a long time talking about manufacturing is the most difficult aspect of his business. And so he just basically said creating something and designing something. And he's like, that's the easy part. He said the hard part is the manufacturing aspect with Cybertruck. So, you know, to invent and create the Cybertruck and to have one, but he's like to, to duplicate and to manufacture these things, that is where the difficulty comes in. And he's like, people need to make movies about this. People make movies about the guy who invented this, but he's like, they need to make manufacturing movies. So I did find that to be interesting that the struggle for Elon is not invention or creating or even creating one of there. I mean, there are Cybertrucks, but the, the difficulty is the manufacturing process, because he says, you know, there might be 10,000 steps or aspects of manufacturing a Cybertruck. And if one is off, it messes up everything. So I found that to be fascinating. And then the final takeaway was he got on uh, Mars, things of that nature, an environmental uh, environment. And Elon Musk considers himself an environmentalist. That's why he has Tesla, Solar City. He's trying to make the planet a better place. And okay, another one is he said, if, if we, which there's plenty of space for the happen in America. He said, if he had a 100 by 100 mile space of all solar panels, that would be enough to power the, in, the entire United States of America. And <coughs> excuse me, I thought that was fascinating. And so I'm an Elon guy. And so he's an environmentalist, but there, here's what he said. So he's talking about people that are trying to say the planet is too populated and, you know, we need to get rid of people and kill off people. He in his opinion, which I trust um, and believe in more than these other people, he said the planet could easily hold 10x or 10 times 
easily its current capacity. So you, you hear all these people talking about like, there's too many people on the planet, reduction, <laughs> you know, let's, let's start wiping people out. Um, and he's saying, listen, uh, we, we could easily uh, still have a safe environment with 10x. And I found that to be interesting. So if you love Elon Musk, like I do, the Joe Rogan podcast is worth uh, a checkout because it's just, it just he's, he's fascinating in general. And you can just, when you listen to him, you know, this, this dude is like next level genius. So there you go. All right. Last item of news, and this is going to be some spiritual talk, is uh, there's an article. I should be popping these articles up as I'm looking at them right here as I'm talking to you so you guys see. And I'll do that. Um, is... Yeah, pulling it up now. Churchleaders.com, one that I frequent. But this is pretty cool. How about this? Amazing Grace. The song Amazing Grace is celebrating its 250th year. Wow. Shout out to Amazing Grace. What a powerful song. So this article goes on to just talk a little bit about, um, you know, why that song has endured the times. And I'm a worship leader. I'm a musician, singer, etc. All those kind of things. And I tell you what, there's some worship songs that, you know, I've been singing for 20, 25 years since I've been saved that have never grown old to me. But then on the flip side, <laughs> there's a bunch of songs that I look back that I, you know, sang 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm like, L- just let, let's let those die. Okay. <laughs> those, those, uh, they were good for the moment, but let's let them die. Amazing Grace is just still that song that you can sing that has such power to it. And a lot of it is, by, it was by John Newton. Uh, former slave trader and that whole story, which makes itself powerful. But it's a great reminder as I close this episode out today, episode out today, guys, is just the, the amazing grace of God, okay, and and how amazing and powerful that is. And let me just read a scripture to you guys um, out of, let me get in there so you guys can see it if you're watching it on the live stream. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight and nine, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. And amazing grace is that song that reminds us of that, that powerful truth that God saved us by his grace. When, when we believe in, in salvation, it's not about works. It's not about what we've done or what we will do. Rather, it's about faith and belief in Jesus Christ. We don't get to take credit. It's a gift from God, not a reward for good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. So that's why we sing this song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. So why don't you get that dialed into your playlist when you open up the Spotify today, sing amazing grace uh, from the rooftops once again, and let's thank God for his amazing grace. Guys, it's the Modern Christian News Podcast. Like I said, trying to get you out some more short episodes here and there. Like, share, and subscribe. We will talk to you guys next time.